0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Stop the Clock. We're on episode 13. Uh, It is combine week. I think yesterday was the last day of the NFL combine. A lot of fun stuff going on. A lot of, it's a really, it's a fun time of year because it's like fresh off the Super Bowl. All of the, anyone who's relevant pretty much in the football world is there from coaches to GMs, scouts, obviously all the prospects and everyone gets a platform to talk. So there's been a lot of Fun things to talk about, fun storylines going on. Of course, Aaron Rodgers. There's been some releases, some not franchise tag players. But before we get into all of that stuff, uh, we're gonna start of sort of start something that we'll I guess we'll do for the next couple of episodes. Just before we get to the draft, is we're just gonna talk about um, two divisions. We're just we're for today, we're gonna do the West Division. So we'll Jude and I will each take two, or I'll take two teams from the AFC West and NFC West. He'll do these the same with the other two. Just going to give them a quick recap, talk about some moves that I f- either predict they're going to make or think they should make. Just really light, quick stuff. So, Jude, I'll, I'll let you get started. I think we're starting in the AFC West.
1: Yeah, we are starting in the AFC West. And, you know, the AFC West is probably the most competitive division. Um, I mean, we, we, we see the plethora of talent. But I'm going to start with a team that just missed the playoffs, and that's the Chargers. I, I think the Chargers are in a really interesting position. Um, you know, obviously, they have their superstar receiver. i was mean, sorry, their superstar quarterback in Justin Herbert um now i think you mentioned so what i want them to do is definitely beef up the offensive line right herbert was sacked 31 times this year um you know you could say oh well joe burrow was sacked the most and he still wants his super Bowl." i don't care i mean you need a good offensive line there's a lot of great pass rushers especially just in the afc west alone with Joey bosa nick chubb um you got interior guys like chris jones with the Chiefs. there's a lot of great talent around there and then you just look around the whole league there's a bunch of great Pass So beefing up the offensive line is definitely something I would like them to do. Um, what they should do is bring back Mike Williams. Um, I'm not a big I'm not a big Keenan Allen guy. I think Keenan honestly is pretty overrated. I think he's a good receiver, but I, I really don't think he's that guy. Um, and I think Mike Williams, well, he's not that guy right now. I think he has the potential to, and I think you cannot let a guy like Mike Williams sleep like slip out of your hands because some reports that the Chiefs even want to get after Michael Williams and obviously yeah. would not want, you know, your, 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 your friend to become your foe. Um, and then the final thing is I, I think what's most important is going to become a reoccurring theme with the Chargers is they should go after an offensive line at 17. Um, one other name I would like to see is Jordan Davis. If he's there at 17 after that combine, I don't know if he'll be there at 17. Um, but I think Jordan Davis or just some other huge guy that you could put in the middle for your defensive line, they can play one tech, three tech um or you should just go after an offensive line literally any offensive line guard center tackle they need no i think
0: i think mike williams is definitely the priority i I, i'm gonna expect them to franchise tag him before they can work out a deal however there also have been links to like maybe drafting receiver i think chris Olave has been mentioned with the chargers a couple times Uh, i'm gonna talk about the team that won their won this division and that's the kansas city chiefs i mean they're pretty stacked as it is. You get to this point when you have guys like Patrick Mahomes and stuff like that, where it's like, you're kind of just adding little pieces there. What's the main weakness of our team? They addressed that last year with the offensive line. They made it all the way to the AFC Championship again. They lost. Uh, but they have some. They have a key piece that they need to re- re-sign, and that's Tyron Matthew. Easily, in my opinion, I think, between him or Chris Jones, the best player of the defense. Easily the vocal leader of that defense, too. I mean, I don't know where their secondary would be without him. They cannot afford to let him walk at all. You need to pay him his money, especially with you have Herbert. The Broncos could be getting an upgrade. A quarterback, uh, Derek Carr, came off of a career year. So you got guys in that division who can light it up. So you definitely need that secondary to, to stay intact. And something else that I think is definitely going to be a key issue for the Chiefs is getting another receiver. They're looking to extend Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill and Kelsey are the guys. But they really have not had that other security blanket at wide receiver. They didn't have that really this year. They did in years past. They had it with um, Sammy Watkins, but, of course, he left for Baltimore. So there have been links. Of course, you mentioned Mike Williams. If, he, if the Chargers are dumb enough to let him walk, that's definitely a spot for him. We've also seen links to Juju Smith-Schuster. If he potentially leaves Pittsburgh, that would be nice. as like a possession guy or maybe an Allen Robinson. Someone else that I think could be an underrated signing for them could be maybe Will Fuller coming off of a down year. He was hurt a lot. He had the suspension in the beginning of the year. That's, that's someone who fits with that offense, a very fast guy who can get down the field. I mean, I can't imagine having to cover him and trap and uh, Tyree kill at the same time. So that that's, that's the kind of direction that I'm looking for in the chiefs is just resign your star safety. Obviously they're looking to get Hill done uh, and just kind of, get a better receiver. I mean, you're sitting at pick 30 in the draft as well. You can really choose best player available. So I think that's kind of the outlook for the Chiefs at this point.
1: Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I think that the Chiefs, as great as they are, they can even, they can even get better. Uh, and, and that's the scary thing about the Chiefs. Yeah. But I'm going to move to the team in Vegas, the the Las Vegas Raiders. And I, I think it's pretty plain and simple of, of all three, what I want, what they should, and what I think they will. Uh, well, obviously what I want, and this is kind of, you know, a fantasy, but like I, I think Dr- Devonte Adams going to the Raiders would be pretty dope. Um, obviously, I know that probably won't happen. Uh, it everything. could, though. <laughs> it could. I mean, it really could. But this brings me to my next: two, what they should and what I think they will. I don't think you should pay Carr if he's asking for forty mil plus. Um, I know he's coming off a career year uh, where he threw for four thousand eight hundred you know, yards or whatever, but he only had twenty three touchdowns in fourteen interceptions. Right? I mean, he he threw the ball well, but at the same time. I don't believe a guy like Carr should be making forty mil. Now I know there's guys that are making forty mil like Dak, and he hasn't proven anything yet, right? For the most part, right? He's, you know, we love Dak, but he still has no, no. Like I, I get what you mean. Um, so I, I think that's what they should do. But honestly, at the end of the day, I think they will. Um, whatever Carr wants, I think they will. At the end of the day, pay him. Now, if he's asking for sixty million or $50 mil, probably not. But if he's asking for yeah. you know around the range of forty million, maybe you get that number $43, 44. That, that's the thing we're going to see especially with the quarterback market now it's like we look at these contracts now but we could look down the road in maybe two three years where it's like oh 40 million is like oh that's what you should be making uh even if you're like a good or you know elite quarterback and so i i, I think at the end of the day they will pay him just because the way that the quarterback market is heading
0: yeah i i think they should i mean granted if you have to, I, I heard oh, who said this i don't know but like it's like you have to overpay Carr a little bit. That's okay, because I'm sorry. What are your other options at this point? You've seen, especially with Denver, you got teams like Chicago, just teams who have struggled to find a quarterback. You know how hard it is to come, come by an elite quarterback. And you look at what – yes, Derek Carr had a great statistical season. Maybe the touchdowns weren't up as much, but – from a leadership standpoint, with everything the Raiders had to go through this year from losing their head coach early, losing key players like Henry Rugg, I'm not going to say Damon ornet's a key player, but just a lot of distractions around that Raiders team without Derek Carr, like just even being there, they don't make it to the playoffs at all like you you look at how much this team went through to get to the playoffs, I give pretty much not ninety percent, but like I'd say a good sixty five percent of that no, credit I would, to Derek give Carr a huge credit, yeah. I mean, from a leadership standpoint, I think he is invaluable to that team, and he is an above-average quarterback that can get it done in that division. So I think that that's that got to be their top priority. And then, as you said, maybe getting reuniting him with his college receiver in Devontae Adams is definitely a possibility if Green Bay is not able to figure out his situation. Let's go to to my beloved team, my Broncos. We're we're we're, a couple, we're two days away. Either tomorrow maybe today tomorrow or monday or tuesday before the tag deadline aaron Rodgers is set to make his decision now i was a bit depressed can we we real
1: quick like i know we want to talk about could we do like a a bet can we can we like both decide where we think Rodgers is going to go or what's going to happen because i feel like i
0: i will bet after i say what's happened this week because it's it's been an up and down week emotionally for me as a broncos fan because in this draft week, I was kind of sad. I was like, shoot, it looked they're saying, oh, Aaron Rodgers could be. Their, their, their relationship is great. They're going to have a new deal in soon, short deal. that can make him the highest-paid player in the league. I'm like, God damn it, we're having to choose a quarterback in this draft. We're going to sign Mitchell Trubisky. I was down bad. But then reports came out saying that he was still pretty torn between leaving Green Bay and staying, which I guess rules out retirement for him, so yay. But... Hope has been instilled in the hearts of Denver Broncos fans. Quarterback is their number one choice. I'm down to make a bet with you. I think, just because I'm a Broncos fan, I'm going to say he's going to leave. I mean, that's what I've been saying the entire time. So I'll, I'll make that bet with you. But just keeping it with the Broncos, if Aaron Rodgers is not available, that's when things sort of get dicey for Denver because I don't think Wilson is an option. Cousins or Carr, I don't think are options either. So you're really only looking at Deshaun Watson, which I think you're going to have to hold out for. I think that like, if Deshaun's legal case gets resolved, go get him. Yeah, like, Absolutely go get him. But if that's not the case, I think what you're looking at here is sticking with Drew Locke and then drafting one of these guys in either the first or second round, at quarterback for the Broncos, which could be shaky because this is not the strongest quarterback class, as we know. I mean, I, I think a guy that I look at that would be my best – scenario for the Broncos if they don't get a big name at the quarterback position I'm going to say Malik Willis I think he he showed the most at that combine of course there's also uh um Kenny Pickett as well but I think Malik Willis in terms of his upside his athletic ability the cannon that he showed off at the combine I think having that behind Drew Luck is probably the best option I mean we're in a different situation because we haven't had an offensive coach in Denver since Gary Kubiak when we won the Super Bowl so I think having Nathaniel Hackett definitely makes me feel better about drafting young, younger guy, but I, you still got to swing big and try and get it. Aaron Rodgers or Sean Watson.
1: Yeah, I, I think what the Broncos is interested in, and we'll continue with this bet, because I personally think, um, after all this is done, and I hate to crush your hopes, something just tells me he's going to stay. Um, and obviously it would be great to see him, you know, go play in the AFC West where it, every one of those, you know, divisional games would be competitive, as hell I mean it would, every game you could
0: make a case to put every single AFC West game on prime time if Aaron Rodgers is a would, quarterback, I mean is you honestly honestly
1: you, really, you, <laughs> you really could I mean every game would be spectacular um but something just tells me man it's like if he would have left he would have left by now um and I know he's pretty torn mm. um but I just feel like look once again they just had another playoff exit in the divisional round it's like I don't know. I feel like Aaron Rodgers is the guy that, you know, I, he probably takes his time, but I feel like by now we would have known if like he really wanted to leave. Um, so that that's just my gut feeling, but we're going to change over to the NFC West. Of course. Because uh, I think that's a, probably the next closest competitive yeah, division. Yeah, I think
0: it's both West divisions, and then I think you got to look at the AFC North as well. Those are the top three the most NFC's. competitive for sure. Um, mm. Yeah. Uh.
1: <laughs> But I'm going to start with the 49ers because obviously the 49ers are coming off, you know, a a pretty great playoff run. Obviously, it ended early um, in L.A. in the the championship game. But I think there's some things that I really want the the Niners to do, but I really think they can. Yeah, I mean, they're still a playoff contender. I I think the first thing I want them to do is find a trade suitor for Jimmy G. I I think it's finally time to call it quits on that era. And I think what you could do with Jimmy G is a lot. I think there's a lot of teams that are looking at Jimmy G and say, okay, this guy's – you know, he, he, he could be a valuable starter. Um, you know, he could, he could win us some playoff games. And I think that's what teams are going to look at. You have teams like the Steelers. You have Tampa Bay. Maybe you could even put the Broncos in that situation if they don't get, um, you know, I mean, that would be great for you. But I, I mean, I'd rather, look, I'd
0: rather have like Jimmy G or maybe even a Carson Wentz over Drew Locke at this point, but I wouldn't give up a second rounder, which I think, I think that's, that's probably the value that Jimmy G is going to yeah. be at right now. Well, but i am saying there's
1: probably more, you know, desperate teams that are looking at course. it. Of course, like, really I agree. Jimmy G. Um, so I think finding a trade suitor for Jimmy G would be top of priority because then you could bring back some picks that you've already given away for Lance. Obviously I don't think you're getting a first round for Jimmy G, but you know, building up some picks, what they should do, uh, besides, besides trade Jimmy G. Cause I feel like that's boring. If I put it in the same sentence, um, they should upgrade the secondary, um, both in the free agency and draft. Obviously we'll talk about JC Jackson in a bit, but th- there, there's a plenty of guys in the secondary and this free agency. I look at and say, yeah, th- these are some ballers out there they, and they could go get it. And then you even look in the draft, um, Guys, like I know they're not picking as high, but there's, there's still a plethora of talent, especially for the defensive backs, um, I think, this year. Even top two, with D- uh, Derek Singletary and Sauce Gardner, who they probably won't yeah. get. But, um, and then, finally, what I think they would do, I think they're going to trade Jimmy G. I, I think you got to hand the keys over to Trey Lance. You, you can't have him sit on the bench for too long. Yes, t- <laughs> next year might be a little rough because it's his first true year of playing, but you can only get better if you play, right? I mean, they, they, there's no better way of just like, yeah, you can have good practices, but... Truly, the true experience comes from when you're in a true NFL game, and you know in those in those situations that you can't really reenact in practice. And so, I, I think you have to give the the keys to Trey Lance, and I think Trey Lance, you know, he, like I said, it's going to be rough, but I, I see some potential in him that could possibly make him a star in this league.
0: Yeah, no, I I, I trust Kyle Shanahan, and we've we've seen some practice and Exactly. Kyle Shanahan's head coach pretty good. Yeah, but let's let's go on to the team that beat them in the NAC championship game and ended up winning the Super Bowl. That's the Los Angeles Rams. I mean, they're on top of the world right now. They just won the Super Bowl. However, they still have a – like, despite winning the Super Bowl, they still have a crap ton of questions. Like, Sean McVay's coaching staff lost, a, like, a lot of pieces. A lot of guys left. I think he lost all three of his main coordinators. Two of them went to Denver. One of them and Kevin O'Connell went to coach the Vikings as their head coach. But Sean McVay is staying. I think we can rule out any chances of him leaving. He turned down a lot of money to go broadcast, but he's, he's staying in L.A. I think Aaron Donald likely stays. I think this whole ploy that he could retire is more just to get a new contract. I mean, he's the best player in football. He should be paid like that. I, I agree. I think this is more to sort of get more money, in my opinion. Um, but I think stars, they need to resign. They need to resign Odell Beckham Jr. They need to resign Von Miller. I mean, can you imagine, though, this offense... At full capacity, fully healthy. Matthew Stafford, a quarterback. Cam Akers will, will actually have a full offseason to rehab and not rehab because he's back, but like get back into the swing of things instead of just being thrown into the playoff game. You'll have Cooper Cup, obviously, Tyler Higby, Robert Woods, and Odo Beckham. That offense could be scary. I think you also need to convince Andrew Whitworth to come back. The Rams need to reload. I don't think this is a rebuild situation. I think this is a reload situation. If you can sign those necessary stars back, at least get one of them. Maybe you don't need Von Miller to get back because you still have Leonard Floyd and Aaron Donald. I think getting Von Miller back is more important for keeping Aaron Donald, in my opinion. But you definitely need to get Odell Beckham Jr. to come back because that offense took form when he got there. Um, so I think it's just it's just keeping everyone together, sort of follow the Tampa Bay mold. Just try and keep everyone together, and I think the Rams can get a, a really good crack at it next year as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think if the Rams are able to do that, they they got to be top three at Super Bowl contention, if not number one, uh, running it back. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll boost it over to a team in Seattle. Um, you know, Seattle's had their own problems this season for the past few years. Um, I think what I really want them to do um, is reside their only kind of good piece on defense, uh, Quadre Diggs. Uh, he had 94 oh, tackles wow, like. this year. What?
0: Bobby Wagner. Well, yeah,
1: okay. Well, yeah. Maybe not the best, but uh, but one of the best, I should say. At least the best safety. Um, uh, but yeah, I think I would resign. Quadre Diggs. He had five interceptions this year. Ninety-four tackles. He's all over the field. Um, and then finally, with that, I, what I also want them to do is really just build that defense back up. You know, I mean, it's crazy how it was the Legion of Boom less than a decade ago, and now we're talking about how this is one of the worst defenses in the league. I mean, they're they're bottom five in basically every category for passing and you know rushing um so they they really need to do that i think i think what they should do i think what they should do is they gotta trade russell wilson i i i get it oh shoot i think they should trade russell wilson look this seattle team isn't going anywhere okay we we've talked about this division so many times and we're like man you have the 49ers the rams and the cardinals this Seahawks team right now is not going to compete with any of those teams. I think the best way you got to do it, and it's tough because, you know, when you're a fan of a team and you're like, damn, we got to rebuild, it sucks. But it, it, there's there's a gold at, you know, there's gold somewhere. Um, but I think they got to trade Russell Hold Wilson. Gold at the end of the rainbow. Gold at the end of the rainbow, exactly. I, I think Ooh. you're going to get a plethora of picks back. And, and I know the commanders. Yeah, uh, yeah the um, commanders are definitely. Multiple first round picks. I would do it. Well, maybe not to the commanders, but I would do it. Um, You don't want
0: it to be the commanders, but...
1: But I I think at the end of the day, wherever it goes, I think you have to trade him. I I think it's time to officially just hit the restart button. And what I think they'll do is the complete opposite. I think they'll keep Russ and run it back with the same exact team, get the same exact results. And we'll be back here in a year and be like, oh, they should trade Russell Wilson. They'll run it back again. And then until Russell Wilson's like 50 years old and Pete Carroll's... um, like 90 years old they're gonna yeah. be like oh let's keep running back so i i think at the end of the day they will but i think if they want to go any direction right it's not a bad thing to rebuild yes it might take a few years but like i said this team isn't going anywhere right this this team there's no direction with this team and if you trade Russell wilson you bring up back a lot of picks um you know the the seahawks could draft here and there they've, they've got some good pickups through the draft and i just I think that's what you got to do. I think you got to completely press the restart button and say, "Look, we can't compete in a division where there's so many competitors The Rams just won Super Bowl four. just went to NC Championship. You know, the Cardinals they got their problems, but they got Hop. they got maybe Kyler Murray, uh, but they got guys like that. And so that, that's what I think with the Seahawks.
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree. I think they got to wait at least one more year before they hit that trade, Russell Wilson. I like I like the big swinginess. I think you can wait one more year. And here's another why. year. Another year. Let's not forget last year, they won the division. The, the, the Seattle Seahawks won the division. Yes, they lost immediately to the Rams. And you have to keep in mind, Russell Wilson was injured for a lot of this year. The, the, the team was doing pretty well with Russell Wilson, at quarterback. You'll get your pieces back. You'll get Chris Carson back. You'll have DK, Tyler Lockett. Your offense is good. Your offensive line is good. Then if you go out in free agency, maybe get a, pay big for a guy like JC Jackson. Rebuild that secondary. You got... Jamal Adams is still a good piece on defense. Him with Quandre Diggs in the back end, J.C. Jackson. You have to use the draft to go get pass rushers. You have a really good linebacking core with Jordan Brooks and Bobby Wagner. This is the team that can get it done in this division, a team that has had good history against a powerhouse like the 49ers. I think if this happens next year, then yes, you trade Russell Wilson, you get your assets, you rebuild. But I think coming off of a, a a year where you were very injury depleted, I don't think you can, you can hit the reset button because we know when the team is ho- fully healthy, they won that division.
1: I'm just saying the NFC West is going to get stronger and it's going to be tougher. And that's, that's a lot of theoreticals. If they can bring guys into the defense, if they could do this, if they could do that, we um, laid out
0: the plan for them. They just got to be
1: laid it. out the plan, but you know, look, we're at the end of the day. We, we try to be general managers, but you know, those, they, those dudes won't listen to us. Maybe they should. Yeah. The
0: now we got a general manager who's definitely going to have some things to think about, um, and that's that's down in Arizona because we got a we got a quarterback in Arizona who's kind of throwing. I'm not going to say hasty fit, but like he's Paymakers. he's trying to get paid now, which is I'm going to say it's a little concerning. And here's why: I mean, it, Kyler Murray's agent put out this big, long statement with capital did, letters. and actually sheet. read that, I'm not gonna
1: lie, I did
0: I, I? Could not read that. I. Watched a lot of Good Morning Football where they talked about it. (laughs) But basically, it was like their agent, who's the same agent, or Kyler Murray's agent, who's also Cliff Kingsbury's agent, so he's right in the middle of this, is working to try and get Kyler Murray to get paid big figures, $40 million deal, stuff like that. And I think it's a little concerning because we all know Kyler Murray has a talent. He's probably one of the most talented quarterbacks in the year, highly accurate, extremely mobile, very electrifying to watch. This is where his character comes into question. We all saw the absolute meltdown that happened in the playoff game versus the Rams. They just fell apart. And then there's this, like, great clip where it was on the Manning cast. I think the Manning brothers were having Russell Wilson, and there's, like, maybe seven minutes left. It was, like, kind of over pretty much. But Russell Wilson was like, if I'm Kyler Murray, I'm saying, on the up and down the side, come on, guys, we got this. We're still good. And then they panned to Kyler Murray. He's just like <laughs> – just schlumped and he's this is kind of how it's been and I think he's he has to, like I don't know if he's completely convinced that he's the guy for Arizona because if you're trying to get paid now this is like before you can put more film out there and say like hey this is what's good this is what, like sorry I'm kind of going on a rant but like He's he's trying to say I don't know if I'm the guy I want to get paid now before more bad film of me potentially doing stuff comes out there and I don't think that's a good look. You look at guys in this year for them that haven't gotten paid that didn't get paid. Patrick Mahomes didn't get paid till the summer. Josh Allen didn't get paid till later. Lamar Jackson still hasn't gotten paid. So I think this is very premature for Kyler Murray, and I don't like it. Okay, and now now to a topic that. Uh, I know you definitely got some some feelings on some opinions on the Cowboys said that they were or not that they didn't say this, but it's being reported that they will probably release a Mark Uber before the new year.
1: Yeah, well, you know, I've, I've heard some tough news when, you know, the Cowboys have made decisions, but definitely waking up to this was the toughest. We're um,
0: getting shades of Des Bryant. You, <laughs>
1: you know I, I i have quite a few opinions and and i've kind of now that i've been able to soak it in for like the past three four days i've actually kind of come up with more of a realistic point of view rather than damn the cowboys are awful i can't stand them still can't stand them and they're awful i mean the front office is awful that's not going to change but i i do look at this and, and start to think okay maybe there are some pros and cons to this And there's definitely i, I think a lot of pros um Obviously, Mark Cooper, he's heading to his third year of his $100 million contract, $20 million each year, um, which is right now making him the fourth highest paid receiver. Uh, he's making more than Tyree Kill, uh, Cooper Cup, and Devontae Adams. Not all together, but...
0: Devontae Adams will change soon.
1: Devontae Adams will change he's soon, obviously. Uh, has his play translated to the fourth best receiver? No. And, and I, I think that's the biggest thing where I look and, you know, he's, he's the fourth ha- highest paid receiver, but he really hasn't shown the production. Now is that production all his fault, right? This year he was 38th in targets among all NFL receivers. And so I look at that and say, okay, well, you know, he's not playing like a top four receiver, but he's also not gained the shares, the ball that he he deserves. I mean, you know, games that I've seen that when he got a lot of targets, the Minnesota game and the Tampa Bay game are the two games I look at and say, dude got like 10 plus targets and he had hundred yards in both of those games. Why don't we do that every time? Um, And I I think there's fault for both sides. I I, I think we look at Amari Cooper, we say, look, he's a fantastic receiver. But, you know, there there have been concerns about, obviously, the nagging injuries. That's not going away, right? He's he's dealt with injuries since he was in Oakland. Um, And even with the Cowboys, he's dealt with a plethora of injuries. He's been able to play through them, but that also meant he hasn't been able to play full strength. Um, So look at the pros and cons. And I made a small list because I feel like pros and cons are the best list ever. Um, Here are the pros that I think. One, you save $16 million in cap space, which I, yeah. I think is very crucial. And I'll get into that in a second of why I think that's important. I think the biggest one is you make CeeDee Lamb the true number one. And and, and, and you know, it's been talked about where it's like we, we look at last year and we say, okay, well, Mark Cooper's our number one, but CeeDee's kind of our more number one because he just, you know, he, he makes those plays. But now I think if, if Mark Cooper leaves, you then give the ball to CeeDee Lamb and you're like, all right, this dude is legitimately the number one guy. We we're giving you the keys you go do what you want to do, because not that he was restricted with Dallas, but you know, I was like he has to just kind of share those number one targets with Amari Cooper. But as we see, Amari Cooper really wasn't getting targets, and I think the last kind of big pros you get two for one, right? If Amari Cooper walks out the door, you're able to get Michael Gallup and Cedric Wilson back on the team, which are two both viable receivers that, in my eyes that I think are very good, um, and just i'll let you charm in but i i want to look at the cons real quick and i think the the biggest con is you lose a remarkable route run right Mamar Cooper is without a doubt a top five route runner in my eyes um you know you, you can say whatever you want about him he's not you know the, the no
0: it's debatable team. debatable top five yeah
1: but right. he he's able to generate a lot of separation and to me that's, that's a big thing when you look at a receiver especially one that's not like a tyree kill type of speed right um you lose a true threat on the Cowboys offense. Um, and we'll talk more about that when I hear your opinion. And then I think you lose a good character and a player. And, and that's always important. I think Amari Cooper is a good dude. Um, he's, he's, he's always stood by the Cowboys. He even took less money to come back to the Cowboys uh, when he was getting that hundred million dollar deal. Um, so that kind of showed his good character side, um, but I'll, I'll let you chime in and then I'll, I'll come back.
0: Yeah. I, I, I think there's, there's definitely pros and cons for sure. I mean, he definitely had a down year this year. I mean, he had 68 catches, uh 865 yards eight touchdowns which you look at that as like oh those are pretty good numbers not when you're getting paid 100 million dollars not so when you're the fourth it, highest paid receiver <laughs> exactly it's just i mean you talk about his targets he had 104 which was his second fewest targets in a season as a pro so it's it's like is it his fault that he's not getting the production is it the cowboy's fault that they're not giving him the ball but like and i you look at like when you say like, Oh, CD lamb is now going to get the chance to be the true number one this year. I think he already was, I mean, he far and away surpassed him in yards this year and receptions. So I think I just don't like you, you look at teams like the chargers where you have Mike Williams and Kenan Allen or the Bengals with Joe Burrow with uh, Jamar chase and T Higgins. Those are the two of the only two teams that were able to have two 1,000 yard receivers this year. I seriously do not think there is an excuse for why the CD and Namari should both not have a thousand yards this season. You have a $40 million quarterback who has proven to statistically be able to put up those kind of numbers. And you have two very good top 20 receivers in this league. And it's, it's just, it's a real shame because I think this doesn't help Dallas. I mean, Dallas is coming off of a playoff game where they only put up like 16, 17 points. Amari Cooper scored one of those touchdowns for Dallas too. So it's like, and what are you doing this for? So you can sign, Michael Gallup who has had injury history and is coming off of a torn ACL and is not as good in my opinion as Amari Cooper. Yes, when you look at the money and I'll I'll let you get to your point, but when you look at the money it does make sense. I mean, if they don't release him before March 20th, they owe him $20 million. I mean, this would reduce the Cowboys are projected to be 100 or excuse me, $21 million over the cap. This releasing him would reduce his cap hit to $6 million. So, financially it makes sense, but as a team, I, I just – I don't like it.
1: Okay, so this this is where I, – because I, I wanted you to bring up this point, and I, and I think this is a very important point to bring up. Look, like you talked about, Mark Cooper, he, there's no doubt that Mark Cooper and CeeDee Lamb should have not been both a 1,000-yard receivers. That, that's, and, and and that that falls on Kellen Moore. That falls a little bit on – I don't want to say Dak, but it does fall a little bit on Dak. He did overthrow his receivers at times, which for $40 million you shouldn't be doing. But the point is, with the $16 million free in cash space – This is where I could see it as a blessing in disguise, right? Yes, you're losing a phenomenal receiver um, in Amari Cooper, and like we've alluded to, his route running. But I think what's most important about when they do this or or when they eventually cut him, which will be a very sad day, is how the Cowboys plan to spend it. It could go either both ways. It could be a blessing in disguise. You
0: better make good use of that. Or
1: we could say, oh, well, what was the point of releasing him? If the Cowboys are able to go out in free agency get at least a very solid offensive line like a guy like ryan jensen who i think could play is a really good center for tampa bay and you re-sign guys like jay ron curse malik hooker and brent urban who are three guys i really like on the defense and you don't overpay for dalton schultz because i like schultz but there's a lot of guys like him. And, you know i think it's more of like the the scheme that he's in i don't think schultz if he goes and chases the money he's not gonna be good he's not gonna be good if he stays in dallas takes a cheaper deal I think he's going to be productive, but he's not, you know, I, this idea that he's so good is, 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 I hate to say yeah, it's not true. As,
0: he's just As, as good as it. Schultz has been, I don't think he should be made a priority this offseason. No, like, and that's even, what I'm saying. Even franchise yeah. tagging him, you're giving him a lot of money on that franchise tag. If you can get him back, great. He's He was a solid weapon for you, you guys, a really nice security blanket, but you can find cheaper options than Dalton Schultz who can still get it done whether he's, in the he, draft he's, or he's replaceable
1: and, and I, I agree I to say it, but he's just more of a scheme tight end than, you know, a I, it, it
0: kind of reminds me of Robert Tunyon, like Robert yeah. Tunyon had a breakout year and then didn't do anything this year. And it was in the same scheme. So. Yeah, I don't exactly. know.
1: Um, but that, that, that's why I was trying to allude to it with like, look, the Cowboys could make this, you know, a wonderful off season. If they, if they just make the right moves, if they resign, you know, you know, not, remarkable names, but Jaron Curse, Malik Cooker, Brent Urban, go out get some offensive line, uh, maybe even get a secondary player um, in free agency. I see that's where it's like a blessing disguise or they could overpay for Schultz and waste all that money on meaningless players who won't really impact the team. Uh, and I'll break it to one last point uh, before we move on. I know I'm talking a lot, but uh, I think the final point is I want to go back to this season between weeks 11 and 12 when the Cowboys played the Chiefs and the Raiders. Um, and Amari Cooper was out for both of those games. And I want to bring that point oh, yeah. up because I think it's going to be something that's going to be talked about this offseason. People are going to say, look, the Cowboys went 0 2. The offense looked dead. Nothing was happening. Um, they, they, there was obviously, you know, people, you could see how much that Cowboys offense was missing Amari Cooper because teams are really just like, okay, well, you don't got Amari Cooper. Like, we don't got to worry. Um, and yeah. so I look at it and say, yes you could look at it from the negative perspective and say cd lamb was also
0: out right for those two games he was out for
1: the raiders game Uh, he had a concussion but i I still want to look at that and say you can look at it as a negative and say okay yeah cooper was out. i'm was out this guy was obviously gonna be bad because we just saw in the two game sample the cowboys went zero and two the offense was dead they couldn't do anything but i say let's just look at the off season the cowboys have the whole off season they're going to have time to prepare without coop if they if, if he continues to not be on this team they're going to have a whole offseason, so I, I, that's just the last thing I wanted to bring up where it's like, yes, the Cowboys' offense wasn't great without Mark Cooper, but they only had a week to prepare without their star receiver. Now they're going to have a whole offseason and really make CD the number one guy, make Michael Gallup, get John Mechie in the third round, and really make this team uh, good offensively, but that thats that's my whole cooperant right I, yeah i
0: hope so i mean they i i think like you said like they they better use the money that they're saving and put it to good use because that's the most important thing you're losing a good asset in amari cooper yeah. um all right one last topic before we wrap up um another team that is not willing to pay big money it kind of a different situation but the patriots are looking like they are going to let jc jackson walk in free agency and in my opinion, this might be a little high for some people. J.C. Jackson, in my opinion, is a top three corner in the NFL. I think it's Jalen Ramsey, Jair Alexander, and J.C. Jackson. I mean, J.C. Jackson has looked the part. He had eight picks this year and 23 pass deflections. He, in the last three seasons, has a league-leading 22 interceptions. So, and on top of this, he also doesn't give up as many yards for the amount of – I know that's going to be your point if we if you draw digs into this – but he doesn't give up as many yards. But he wants Jalen Ramsey type of money, which I think he absolutely deserves. And I guess the Patriots weren't willing to pay him, which I thought was weird because they didn't want to pay Gilmore either, and that's why they traded him. And I thought it was to pay J.C. Jackson because I thought they were better off there. But apparently they're letting him walk. So I don't love this for New England because I think that defense is going to take a big hit, but I'm more interested to see where J.C. Jackson winds up. I look at, I think, kind of two teams that we've already talked about in this podcast and that's the Seahawks and the Niners as potential uh options for J.C. Jackson. I mean, can you imagine that Niners defense with Nick Bosa and Arik Armstead and Fred all Morgan. those guys rushing the passer and then J.C. Jackson in the back end. That's as dangerous the there. They have Jaquwe start dropping their interceptions. But
1: <laughs> I I think I think that this this came as a surprise. I mean, J.C. Jackson, I mean, it's like how do you not tag this dude? You know, maybe you're going to have problems and he's going to be like, "Well, I'm holding out, but I mean, you're losing, like you said, a top three corner in this league, um, and I, I think you will lose. I think he has the most. He's the most interception since 2018, which is 22. Uh, he had nine, eight, and then five um, in the past three years. I, th- this one shocks me. This one really. When I saw this, I said, "Wow." I mean, th- this defense is good, but Chasey Jackson really made this defense good, and they traded Stefan Gilmore. So, like, it was like, okay, you trade Stefan Gilmore, so you're making JC Jackson now that the a more guy. Now you're saying, oh, we don't even want JC Jackson. Um and so that 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 just honestly came as a surprise. Um but Sam has a Twitter and he put Actually, out a t-
0: I want to save this for the next podcast. Okay. So we I'll put it up, but it, it was on Twitter. Definitely follow my Twitter. Uh it's just Sam Fermanac at on Twitter. Or no, maybe no, it is Sam Furmanac. Uh I have a few other ones. Um there's tears that i made i got got kind of bored i made some tears i had this one for cornerbacks very in depth we will definitely get into it jude might have some words on this one so we will definitely get into it next podcast so definitely look for that um something to look forward to we hope you enjoyed this episode of stop the clock uh we will back we, we will be back soon with more teams definitely this so i hope you enjoyed the podcast and have a nice day